0: I love this tune. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode, I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Towie, And this is Dark Side of the Moon, and let's get to it, motherfuckers. And um, Noel, so what we're we going to do this week, we're talking about... I forgot. all I did was a reminder. <laughs> so what, what we're going to do this week is something a little bit different than what we normally do around here in Dark Side, is instead of like looking at just superheroes or fucking space wizards, what we decided to do for the month of July is look at the big, the monstrous, the fucking kaijus, the kaiju live at all, motherfuckers. That's what we're going to do for four weeks. We're going to be looking at nothing but monsters and fucking giant robots and fucking giant, like giant everything pretty much. The bigger, the better, the better. No one talks to me, brother. Yeah, we came up with a pun. You came up with it, to be fair to you, <laughs> about a year and, ago. Uh, I wanted this yeah. so bad last really? year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: and uh, that's it. It's barred from that. Like we're powerless if the pun is good enough. Yeah, like even if we came up with something, like no, it's a guaranteed million dollars, but the pun wasn't good. Yeah, I didn't like the pun, but that's why we're here. We're in Kai July because it just works, and we said. We'd uh we start off kind of like the unavoidables, and there's no point in thinking we're gonna go yeah. avant-garde. No, we're gonna gonna hit some of the beats that people are expecting us to hit. And yeah. I said, you know what? Let's just start out the door with specific. It's the one film that actually says kaiju at least a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's not yeah. like we understand, like like oh like, oh, so Godzilla is a kaiju, as I explained to my friends today And it's like, yeah, you'd be considered because she didn't know what it was. But if you watch Pacific Rim, you'd know what a kaiju was because they yeah. say it every twenty. It's in the intro.
0: Seconds. It's yeah. in the intro, yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. And uh, I said, we'll just, we'll, just bundle, we'll just bundle them together and just have a chat about
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're pure popcorn fest. Like
1: They are pure yeah. popcorn fest.
0: Yeah. Better robots than Transformers by Longwear. By the way they oh, look. my God. And
1: a bit more loved, uh, visually spectacular. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, and I don't want to just gloss over that. I was, when I watched the first one last night, I watched the second one today. And uh, that opening scene with the kaiju going over the bridge. And it was just like, God, that, looks so, oh, yeah, man. that went- looks so good. Yeah.
0: That just looks so good. When I went to the movies to see this, the cinema, like um, uh, there was people talking, um, like, you know, right at the start of the film and literally opening shot of that fucking monster at the Golden Gate Bridge. And everybody shut the fuck up. There like, you go. Everybody shut the fuck up. And I'm like, that's that's how you fucking captivate an audience.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a great open. Because what I was talking about no longer matters. This is happening now. Mm. And Pacific Rim had that in spades.
0: Yeah, like both movies, like you know, they aren't fantastic, but I went to see both of them in the cinema because they have to be seen in the cinema. I watched the two of them in the last two days, and I wish there was more movies like it. Yeah, even though, like again, even though it's not the like, don't get
1: me wrong. I get like if it was the same as how many superhero movies are, I get fatigued. Yeah, I but like there's very few films like this. This yeah. was. I could. I do, don't know. I could, would, I
0: could. I'd watch a couple of more Pacific Rims. I would. I'd like something like this every yeah, year. You I would mind the Pacific Rim job every now and again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Pacific Rim job. The, the, the most expensive the porn ever made. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Kai juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so like, I, I, um, I, I mentioned a minute ago, Transformers, and like. There, uh, obviously there's but, going to be comparisons there there's is, going to be there. going to be comparisons and like what i was going to say to you was like obviously without the the technological advances made during the, the making of uh, transformers of michael bay um that you wouldn't probably have this movie and fair. it probably would not look as good as it does either fair as well um so what do you think of um i know we touched on it. how do you feel that the jaegers weigh up against something as iconic as an autobot or a decepticon well, it
1: being an 80s baby and um, growing up, you know,
0: '80s joke never uh, gets on,
1: joke never get <laughs> on like me,
0: yeah. Like uh, no.
1: but, but, um, I
0: set it up and as mo- fucking knocked it out. Of I
1: love the first Transformers <laughs> film. And when you see, I seen that back when it came out in all seven, and yeah. there was nothing like it at the time, yeah. nothing, yeah. And it blew me away. It took but, him 36
0: uh, hours to render a shot with more than one, uh. Like transformer in there or something like that. Oh, my at the God. time, something ridiculous like
1: that. Like, like yeah, no, just the, the actual man hours to make it look so smooth and cohesive. Um, and give us a sweet <laughs>
0: that's 12 <laughs> hours right there. Someone's
1: like, um, yeah, like, talk about like, just built in that you just has <laughs> this guard. Yeah, anyway, um, that they, they uh, you have to give some credit to what came before you, even yeah. if the what if it wasn't to your taste, you know, Unless it's a you bang. enjoyed. Unless it's a <bang>. But this film, <laughs> I, when you watched it, it, had a little bit... It had the sense of... Uh, what's the word? I'm like, peril? Yeah. I just didn't give a fuck after the first Transformers film. Yeah. But this film, I, I kind of like... And the first film, especially, like, a lot of the, a lot of the people who were uh, riding around in the Jaegers, they died. Yeah. A lot of them did.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. There the was wing. a
1: sense of actual danger when you went in and you weren't going to Neo it. It wasn't like, yeah, it's going to be a big, bad thing, but you have all of these... Like excellent man, powers that you can't even understand. No, there was actual sense of that, and so like for a film to have that on that scale,
0: I thought that was really cool. Of I course, really people did. were going to die when they're putting them Mach fours, Mach ones together in eighteen months, man. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> but like I mean, remember the German kind of two in the first one, and they're drowned and they're, like the Russians. Crushed. Yeah, with the Russians. Yeah, and yeah, they're they're held under the water and then kind of crushed or something. And I'm thinking, yeah. that's
0: mean, man. That's a nice. Do you remember like they grizzly like, kill? You know they're like uh, no no attacks in their under their watch and like they're dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> because see what they always do is in these movies you build up the side characters and then have them getting them wiped out so you can actually create uh you can create, um. what's the word I'm looking for? You were talking about there a second ago, like threats. What's the other Character one? development, no, it, peril is a
1: real sense of doom. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Yeah, a sense of peril. That, like um. if you pretty much wipe out all these guys and you have the ragtag crew come in and then the odds are massive. Oh yeah, because you know like know
1: when I mean? San Francisco Bridge gets taken out, the, the death toll would have been massive. Bridge. But it's just on a film. We, we don't know who any of these people are. It's not real. You're, you're yeah. detached. So again, of course, but sometimes they try and just Expediated by kind of going, here's a picture of my family. I love them very much. I look forward to going on holidays with them when I'm very much alive. <laughs> yeah. and, and like like yeah. the guy, that poor fucker that played Spud Gun when he was in in uh, Spud in uh train spot when he was in Alien versus Predator. Here's oh, a picture yeah. of my wife. I just I love being alive and being with her and being a dad to our kids who just love how alive I am.
0: That guy 85 yeah.
1: and uh oh god, but this 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 actually had some some kind of heart. Tear jerky moments, not like all the way there because it's kind of on such a huge scale. But I thought oh. when I watched, it, I was like, okay, that had a bit of heart. Yeah, no, despite it, being popcorn.
0: Yeah, like uh, it, it, like Guillermo del Toro directed it, so it's always going to have qualities. Like it's just it's a simple fact. But like the problem I found is that uh, I and I messaged you when I watched it there yesterday before that, like Charlie Hunnam and um Rico Carucci, I think her name is. I'm going to check this here. Um, But they have no chemistry whatsoever, like absolutely whatsoever. Uh, Yeah. uh, Rinko Kikuchi. Yeah, so close. Um, But like I thought they had no chemistry whatsoever. And um, I just like a lot of the times uh, there are scenes that they share together outside of the action. There's a real lull. Like the more I watch Pacific Rim, the more I feel those lulls because I know they're coming up, if that makes any sense. Yeah, especially when something that when the scale of something is so absolutely massive. Yeah. When you're just
1: like when I've just watched something, somebody pick up a battleship and use it as like a sword. A, a, as a crowbar, a sword, a, a bat might be the best. And yeah. then then you're going to have some dialogue. Um it needs to it needs to fit, it needs to at least have hard. I mean, Charlie Day was brilliant in every scene he was in, you know, you didn't mind you never felt like you were losing pace with them. Idris Elba is Idris Elba. Um but Ber- Burn Gorman Gottlieb, the other scientist, of course. I've always loved him, and everything I've seen him in, he's always kind of like in things. But you're right that there too his chemistry was That's, non-existent.
0: He was in Game of Thrones, wasn't he? Was he? That dude, he's the guy who killed fucking um uh, the Lord Commander. G.I. Mormond. Oh or GR is Oh yeah, I see it now. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah. I'm terrible. Isn't he like do you remember? He's like here I am, and he's like from flea bottom or some shit, and he's like drinking wine out of know, the fucking skull of G.E.R. Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the same dude. But you're
1: right, yeah. No, there wasn't much chemistry between them. It was kind of shoehorned in. Yeah. Um, I, I think
0: ha- Charlie Hunnam. just that he, he he he's a great actor, don't get me wrong, he was amazing. Sons of am actually America. very
1: fond of him as well. Yeah, an
0: actor. A great actor in Green Street as well. But I just think that, Sometimes they he, people try to shoehorn him into roles that don't quite suit him, and they're, they're, he's not a movie star; he's a character actor, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. if you look at like uh, King Arthur, he just didn't suit the role at all, in my opinion. And the same with Pacific Rim; he doesn't come across to me as an action star. You know what I mean? Like, I think not that movie, not movie, that
1: type of action star, at least not the yeah. not, not the classic kind of.
0: Yeah, I just like I just think that the movie the main star should have been maybe Idris Elba. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you're
1: watching John Boyega in the second one. He's kind of got that, like, it's not like the John Boyega is necessarily a better actor or anything like that, but he just has that natural kind of um grounded kind of yeah, thing where he just, a he, he's, about yeah, a bit of ease about him and he's kind of got a bit of character. Yeah, exactly. He just, he, he he's more like people I know. something you know what i mean like he he was a bit of a cheeky cheeky chap trying to get by smart but like but but like out for himself kind of thing setting him up and obviously he had these dimensions by the time he ended up in the jail cell only a couple of minutes into the film with amara they already had a bit of like no you shut up no you shut up chemistry going on and it was it was yeah you kind of like them together like you know i think and it it wasn't and they, they moved away from romantic yeah. She's younger, like so. He was just more of a annoying little sister kind of vibe, like a mentor.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think with Charlie Hunnam, I think he's better in intense roles. Like you know what I mean? Like I said, like Green Street and Sons of Anarchy are two of his best roles, and both of them um, are very intense, character-based roles. And I just think like that's what suits him better. That like King Art, like he does have a, a specific type of charm about him. But like John Boyega and Idris Elba, they're very chill. There's something about him. They're very easy in the roles. Like, it's like mm-hmm. with John Boyega, like when he's doing soft moments, it doesn't feel unnatural. It no. feels like like it's the kind of thing where you can imagine John Biega probably in real life that he probably is that kind of person that would sit down and have a heart to heart with you. Whereas Charlie Hunnam, maybe he does as well, but it's just, I, I think Charlie Hunnam, he's better portraying intense characters. And what I've seen, got when he's more laid back, it feels a bit more forced. Like, I don't know, like maybe it's just like my perception of him as an actor. And like other people probably love him in these things, like, but I just think with Charlie Hunnam that he's better when he's kind of more into the role. I and when mean, anything he tries to lay it back out of the role, it feels like I don't know it feels a bit wooden at times, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if he even
1: managed to carry Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood's thing is that he's always looking at something that's just a little bit outside of his, oh, he's an Eastwood
0: man. <laughs> it's just like, is, is that girl. a that's yield sign or a
1: stop sign? <laughs> That's just it, like, you know, yeah. you gonna... yeah, Scott Eastwood is always looking at something that's just outside of his eye, like, that is, that, that's his, he actually wasn't bad at it, or anything like that, but, uh, I don't know, like, uh, you'll never be, I, I think they're just two big, sh- big boots to fill, man, two big boots to fill.
0: Um, who do you, who, who played the girl, uh, Kaylee Spaney? Uh, what... Sp- Spaney, yeah, that's how oh. I, I pronounce it, yeah. What's she in? Uh, bad times. Oh,
1: off the, off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> she was born, in... probably born about 97 if I was to take a stab at it. Uh, uh,
0: she's an <laughs> American actress, singer. But, uh, <laughs> no, well, Springer this was her first, Missouri. this was her first,
1: this was her first major role.
0: She was a soccer style kicker. <laughs> my American.
1: But you know, she was very Her nickname was well.
0: Mule in high school and college. Although
1: there was a whole like, yeah, no, I just threw together a Jaeger from like bits and bobs and it's was like, no, you didn't.
0: Yeah, like yeah. nobody well, I did. Kinda, I kind of <laughs> like it though. I know it, it seems that everyone's doing it, like, yeah, because like yeah. that was on the thing. Like, I, I think that's a cool, like. I like the evolution of the world from part one to part two. Like, but um, before, like, because like, we want to kind of talk about these side by side. But like, so the main, obviously, the main attraction, the reason we're here, the reason it's here, the reason fucking Kaiju like exists, is the fucking monsters, not just the robots, but the monsters. Let's talk about the design of the Kaiju's in part one compared to part two and vice versa. What do you think?
1: I, I I I much prefer the part one kind of ones because I thought they were simpler. Like the part two had the jaeger kaijus and stuff like that and i found that a little y- bit yeah jews i think yeah oh, mm. god! and um i like I, I don't know i just even you know the kaijus. one that would yeah exactly just it just look like gigantic monsters the second one had some read see that one that closes it's uh kind of this hood around its face and when you punch it it absorbs the kinetic energy and sends it back at you like they gave them some interesting abilities i have to say but i think they I think the ones that the you remember the one in the first one that it turns out to had wings and it starts yeah. to fly. You know, birds have like hollow bones; like they're not a very dense or tough creature in that particular sense. You know yeah. what it would take for a creature that big carrying a Jaeger to get <laughs> lifted? Yeah. I don't know if there's enough air. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah. yeah, no. There was some there was some great designs. There was a lot of love put into them, and the moving parts of them seemed to make sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the whoever, whoever had to do that job, I wouldn't. I
0: wouldn't end him. Well, uh, Guillermo del Toro directed it, so I, like, I'm sure he was very hands-on. I'm sure he was, yeah. He's incredibly hands-on with the monster designs. A lot of his movies, I've seen some clips where he's down sitting um with the fucking artists and he's just like cr- uh, going over and over and over different models and different sculpts and shit like that, creating all these different monsters for like Hellboy and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm like you. I, I like the way I thought it was completely stupid though like completely unnecessary it's like I gave it a designation blade face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean like I just thought the names were a bit silly like they literally sound like what an eight-year-old would call a monster yeah uh, it's a crab crab uh, crab gun
1: <laughs> it's what kind of like they call him Rick and Morty because you know when he's just like because yeah. that guy always riffs right? <laughs> he always just kind of, uh, these are like spickle bombs and you, you need to spend about telling them to Get a glue picks
0: yeah. You know? yeah. Um, uh, like I'm always like that's an arrangement. Like I'll start like literally talking, like I'll go, "Hey, did you seen next uh, the last episode of Rick and Morty?" She's like, "No," and I'm like, "This is literally it." And I'm like, "Speaks Morgans," and I'll have 14 speaking cricks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's like, it's like what? <laughs> and I'm laughing my ass Oh off. yeah,
1: like remember the words, like how a plumbus, out. how a plumbus is made. Yeah, that was that was that's, that's, that's Emmy Emmy TV right there. Like simple as.
0: So you get your plumbus and you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, you you
1: mash it down for all the gliclops. Yeah. And that's it. It felt a little bit like that. Like I mean, it wasn't it wasn't to be taken seriously, but every time the tone got did get a little bit darker, I think it earned it. Yeah. And I think if you can ground it at all, yeah. I think that's actually something you've achieved that's real. It's actually film making. Yeah. I think. Uh so as silly as they are, they kind of like Merit your respect In certain ways
0: Oh yeah The immensity of the, the The enemy Task Yeah like it's. it's, it's but immensely. even think about how, how
1: they met everything flow because like You have like Idris Elba On the ground With like binoculars uh Pentecost or something And uh then you know There would be rain And then these would be two guys Like and they're doing The whole side by side thing But nobody's Actually anywhere Nothing's happening Yeah But you have to keep The energy right The way everyone's reacting To what's reacting To what's reacting And there's people On all different sites It's almost like a Animation where you like, you know, like Mike Myers didn't meet um Bill, uh, sorry, who's Donkey Eddie Eddie Murphy till the oh, press junket. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they made this thing together, but they never had to be on site. When you said Michael Myers, I was thinking the serial killer, <laughs> I was like <laughs> <"Don't> him, t- <laughs> him too. That I'd watch, I'm like I was waiting for the crossover, here. but you know,
1: a lot of these people aren't even on the same site, and like you know, and they're, they actually did keep the energy, the tension, yeah. the way they were communicating with each other, that did feel very fluid. Yeah. That did feel very fluid. I remember, and and I didn't, it was lost on me, I think the first time around. Yeah. Look, looking at it with a slightly more critical eye, I was like, I'll give them that. It does like the actual, it does feel He's a good director. Like he's a great director. director.
0: You know what I mean? So, but like, I just think like the the human elements lacked. Like a lot of these films, the human elements act. We'll probably be covering Godzilla at some stage throughout this month. And once again, the human element lacks. And the thing about it is, if you want to have a uh, a strong human element to your film, or sorry, if you want to have a human element to your film, it has to be strong. Because the only reason I'm talking to you about Pacific Rim is because of those giant fucking Jaegers and those giant kaiju's. Oh hell yeah! So, like, I just think, like, when you should understand what you are sometimes. Like, if you want to make cool, I say it all know. the time
1: self awareness buys you yeah. a lot. Yeah. If you don't, if you're, if you think you're making a masterpiece and you start saying stupid shit in it, I'm gone. Yeah. But when you kind of have a bit of Blazing Saddles, a bit of Mel Brooks, a little bit of self awareness, you're forgiven almost anything.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So. That's like, if I was working a Pacific Rim and they're like, I want to have some character I'm like, dude, it's Pacific Rim. Chill the fuck out. I'm going to have 12 robots. Fighting 12 kaijus in the intro. Let's see where we're going to go from there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you know what I mean? By the end of it, it's just platoons, like, like fucking like uh, the hundreds of kaijus fighting hundreds of Jaegers. Like that's what it should be. You should have literally battles of kaijus and Jaegers. You know, yes. like, sure it sure would take a century to render it. But like, oh I, my God. Yeah. Like, you
1: know, you'd love to be like, you know, John Like you show up and like, I don't like being here. I'm actually an outcast and, you uh, know, I, I want to get out. I kind of go, well, anyway, I'm done for the day. Good luck, um, guys. <laughs> you know, like because <laughs> oh, next they have to like render a, a gigantic yeah. kaiju, multifaceted kaiju attack on a on a sea block, and you're like, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake! Like,
0: yeah, man, I, I think that'd be fucking cool though. Like, I just think with the, with these kind of movies and um, Transformers kind of understood it as well, but they never really did it properly. Is that like, yeah, the human element eventually no one gives a fuck about in these kind of movies. No. Really don't. You need what you need to do is have a, a solid main character and give him someone to bounce off. And that's where Pacific Rim one really was weak because yeah. he, he had a decent main character. It wasn't really that solid because I don't think he suited the role and he had zero chemistry where he's, he's he's side person or sidekick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you actually
1: make a good point and just made me think of the first time I seen uh, Terminator one. Yeah, and it had the flashback to the future, and it's just the skull. And it gets stepped on by a T eight hundred, and um, and it was him going back to the camp, and there was a little kid like going pew pew pew, and he points, his going to give him a little pew pew, and yeah. the fact that the humanity is so so much so on its last legs, yeah. I mean, you're talking ninety nine point five percent of the population is wiped out, yeah, and the last is just fighting just to survive. You don't need any character development after that. Exactly. If you push the if you pushed the boat out that far,
0: yeah,
1: you don't need to worry too much about. it. Yeah. As, and if you keep that tension, that real, and that flashback was worth. That flashback was perfect. It yeah. set them on we perfect. It was like why um, Kyle Reese would go to the end of the earth and is like literally willing to jump on a grenade without without a second's notice because his life is nothing to him. Yeah, now that if that's not enough character for something like a dystopian future or the end of the world thing, but then you're watching the, war, war, the wrong type of film, and yeah. that's that. And that's not for you. And that's fine. Yeah, all but I right. was yeah, all really... you need to know is motivation. So, mm. the, but the, I suppose when they were set up in the camp, they were like, you know, they're thinking the second one, they were like, oh, we're going to get drones, we're going to do this. And this woman's like, I don't know, some sort of ambassador for something or other, and blah, 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 blah. Um, no, she runs they, a they, company, they, isn't she it? runs a company, yeah, yeah but, she, but you feel something. safe at times, yeah, you know, you feel safe, like you feel like, okay, we know, danger could come, but we feel safe here. Uh, and uh terminator the, the, those future scenes it never gave you that but then yeah. they made a terminator film based in that future and it just didn't terminator work. salvation yeah because it yeah. just didn't didn't keep, have that same sense of absolute no yeah. like i'm serious we might not make it through the day that the terminator one flashback had and yeah. i don't know i just thought I, you're absolutely right especially when things are on the the absolute Edge of Oblivion, the way this film, especially the second, the, the the second film, where you're thinking they're going to come back and yeah. we haven't rebuilt yet, yeah. then yeah, no, you're right. It didn't need
0: an awful lot of character development. Yeah. Like, like, if you're giving me character development, give me more scenes like with Mako, where the shore has a kid in Japan, where her city's under attack. Give me scenes that like was good. That, that was, and good. was and it was and it made
1: sense because they did the
0: the way the Nora Link thing worked.
1: Yeah, was I'm in your head, and you're in my head, and then yeah. you have to you have to let it pass you by. And then you get the neural handshake, um, and you're and she got lost in hers, and he went in to help her, and that was kind of cool, actually. Don't it was the
0: rabbits, random yeah, axes, it,
1: brain, it, it, and, and it was impulses. exposition, it was exposition just done in a way that didn't feel shoehorned. That was a particularly good piece of storytelling, I thought,
0: yeah. And it shows you straight away, um, like it builds to the fact that you we you see Idris Elba and her, how they met, and why he's so uh, protective of her, and all this kind of stuff. She's his like, dad yeah exactly like so that's that's her dad and there you go sorry i just think like you give me a couple of bit more like that like we knew raleigh's um motivations his brother got killed we understood that so like we understand we understand Mako's. like there's just so much in the middle the, mm. their character their character development or their relationship development it just it was a bit unnecessary for me i thought you could cut about 10 minutes off that Give us a couple more flashbacks about yeah. their past and then we could actually see that they have this shared motivation because of their personal traumas you know what i mean yeah and, and yeah. all we
1: ever got, really, was that they were attracted to each other. I don't even know if there was a lie. It's like, yeah. you know, but at least,
0: like, we still get boners. You know, like... It's... <laughs> Lousy bastard. <laughs> you always make i got a drink <laughs> um, And I'm not... I'm, I'm trying not to spit like a good girl. <laughs> but, um... like. But, uh, I just think the cast uh, in part two, even though the film, I know I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure which one's better. Um, I think part two has a bit more about it at times or in terms of its story itself.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I, 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 I actually feel the same way. And I would probably lean towards part one just for the, the sacrifice at the end, and and and, and I, I, and the fact that it, it broke down a couple of parts. You always have to respect what came first. It's,
0: yeah, part you one know, was uh, a lot more linear. Part two, yeah, kind of like a lack direction at times. Yeah, maybe.
1: but tell me this: like, uh, you all, oh, you, you ask me a lot more questions than I ask you, so I'm going to throw you one. Mm, and good, that good. is... Course, um, that's
0: good, this one. <laughs> um <laughs> but
1: if this was, if you see these two films, hypothetical, seeing these two films as a screener, just a screener, and they brought you into a room and you said, right. Now, we only, you know, not not that we can go back to to, to today dot and reinvent both these films where we're we're deep in financially and time and blah, blah, blah. blah. But what would you change? Like, what do you think? uh, Because like for off the bat, I'd imagine you would say, well, I didn't think there was any chemistry between. Yeah. No chemistry at all. I'd actually, I think I would just take that out altogether. Yeah. Minutes that could be used.
0: I'd recast uh, Charlie Hunnam. um, I I really
1: like him. With full respect to him.
0: Yeah, oh, I really like you him. Just you didn't
1: feel him for that particular role. Yeah,
0: as I said, I don't see him as an action star. I see him as a character actor because he's a really, really good fucking actor. If anyone's seen Sons of Anarchy*, he's the backbone of that show. Him and Ron Perlman and um, Katie Siegel, like they're, they're the they're the fucking backbone of that show. Like, and um, but like I just think you take it, it. Show it shows you in part two. Look how much more comfortable John Biega seemed in the role than Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just because it suits him. John Boyega's like after I think he did at least one Star Wars before this. Like you know what I mean? It's just
1: I actually have it in my head that he was exactly one Star Wars in.
0: Yeah, that's Because he because
1: he was he was attacked the block. He was a, a breakout actor in that. And I thought, yeah. God, good for him. He got Star Wars. And then I seen him in Pacific Rim. And I was like,
0: Oh, the world <laughs> belongs to John
1: Boyega now. And I'm like, Yeah,
0: exactly. The, the, kid, geez, you've come a long way, you know. Attack the block, Star Wars, Pacific Rim, all action movies with a bit of like lightheartedness to them with serious undertones. Yes. And that's he's a reliable G-
1: guy. He's, he's He's a grounded guy. He just he just gets that a, vibe about him.
0: He's a good actor. And he's, oh, he's a great actor. I'm not yeah, Jesus. I'm no, not no, no. I mean, like he's a good actor, but and he's so at ease with himself when you ask. I find that's what I love about John Boyega. Just uh, he in any movie I've seen him in, I'm like, I, I can't imagine anyone else's Finn. I can't imagine anyone else playing that dude in attack the block. I can't imagine anyone else playing this uh, role because it's not like he inhabits the role, it's just that he feels so comfortable in those roles. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? He's got very natural, uh, I don't know, charisma about him or something. that, Like, yeah. Literally, like he's plopped in that world and you can like, okay, he does look like
1: he's plopped in that world.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what like, I mean? I just hmm. buy it.
1: You buy him off the bat. Yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's when somebody is more of a blank check to be put yeah. into a film. And yeah. he is a blank check, because he'll give you, you know he's going to give you. He's got a little bit of suave, he's got a little bit of cool, and He's and he's got a little, he's got range. So you could just use him. Yeah. I think you're right, though. I think, I mean, because he's clearly a great actor, and I think you're right, You because I couldn't think of a way of it myself without knocking him. But I, I think you're right. I mean, in fact, it, there's probably some roles where he'd blow you out of war, where he'd win awards. But it would have him. to be, yeah, but it would yeah. have to be the it's right anarchy. role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Sons of Anarchy is obviously mm. the, the thing he'll be known. That's like for,
0: for... 70 hours of him being a world-class actor. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, absolutely, yeah. It's undeniable how good an actor is. I just think, like, sometimes squares need to go in square holes. That's just the way it is. And this, like, yeah. that's just the way, like, as I said, John Boyega cut his teeth with Attack the Block he went into Star Wars and he's fucking awesome in Star Wars. and this guy knows action this guy knows how to act against green screen this guy knows what to do like he knows how to act against nothing but you have Charlie Hunnam coming off Green Street and you have him coming off Sons of Anarchy he's doing a lot of character acting it probably doesn't feel very natural for him to be in front of a green screen acting against a tennis ball Whereas John Baega's probably been doing this since fucking day one because, like, in Attack the Block, I, I doubt those like monsters were there. So, unless we didn't, they did mocap, he was probably acting off a bunch of tennis balls. You know what I mean? And look yeah. at Star Wars as well. Like, it's probably the same thing as well. Like, you know, so I just yeah. think that, like, look at a lot of these Marvel act, uh, actors as well. They're like I just think certain actors get really used or are more used to acting off against green screen special effects and filling in those blanks because they're used to doing them. But when you're Charlie Hunnam, you're Used to bouncing off really good actors, so the blanks are filled in by each other and by your surroundings, Mm. your atmosphere. Scale
1: isn't even that big, it's well, it's it's huge, is it? Yeah, it's life or death stuff, but it's life or death stuff here
0: in our turf,
1: yeah. Yes, actually, just to keep it simple, very
0: personal, yeah. You know what I mean? I just think he's better at that kind of thing, a more personal role. So, I just think like, uh, I would have recast him. Um, I I would have loved to actually, if you go back and you can obviously rewrite, I would love to see both movies with John Boyega. Like, have him beat Idris Elba's son in the first one again. It's supposed to be 10 years, so he would have been, yeah, 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 but yeah, but I would like to even. But he said he was training and his
1: father, he was a cadet of some description, yeah. You're gonna roll in like like, emergency scenario, especially
0: when they had this. He's 30 years old at least in that movie, yeah, he's,
1: yeah, well, I assume assume he is. I I don't know, so
0: most people go to the army when they're 18, so. Yeah, true? No, true it could have worked you know what I mean? and
1: especially when if even if he was a bit young at the time they could say like oh well you know like it's the end of the world and you, you're the only person that he's compatible with because not everybody works yeah in the in the, uh, the no, dude, whole uh, drifting kind of thing Idris
0: Elba carries nothing into the drift with him did you not know that?
1: yeah I see I don't not know into the... I, uh, you're like, uh, like an arrogant prick with daddy issues. I you for yeah yeah
0: <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, did you just profile me? But imagine you go fair. in.
1: Imagine you they like, go in, and it was just like. You know, oh, I think it's wrong with me. I always think I just need an Israel, which is just pat me in the back just one time. <laughs> I, I, I sure hope he doesn't put me down one more time because honestly, I don't think I could take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: like I just thought, yeah, that that's the one thing that annoyed me. It's like in the first movie, it was like nobody's pretty much drift compatible, and that's what makes these uh, specific people so special. Yeah. And in the second movie, it's just like, hey, dude, do you want to be drift compatible? Yeah, might as well. Might yeah. as well do Do you want to drift? Yeah, let's drift. Let's do it. It's cool. Hanging yeah. on. Mm, and then there
1: was a, 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 oh, yeah, no, I absolutely hate into- shit like that. I yeah. hate shit like that. This was again we talked about in a previous podcast, and I said the Dragon Ball Z thing. And yeah. all of a sudden, when everyone's special, no one's special. Yeah, it was like I've finally done it. I'm I'm a super saiyan. It has to be done by the race in a thousand years. And now, like we all are, everyone is, are you not. you not (laughs) like you know that the surprising thing would be if you weren't at at a certain point so yeah i know i hate that and obviously i remember going into the second film thinking wow you know the way they always go bigger on scale yeah i remember just thinking wow that was specific rim (laughs) you know what i mean like you had gigantic 100 story tall monsters fighting 100 story tall uh robots um uh how the hell are they going bigger but they did but they did. Then they did it with stoop. I'm sorry, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of the sorry, what you had a good word for that. Uh, which one? Ye- J- J- Jagu's. a uh, Oh Jagers. A kaiju and a Jaeger would Is be that, a yeju.
0: A, a Ye-Ju, I like it. <laughs> a, Ye-Ju? A, a, a kager.
1: <laughs> a kager. Yeah. That's yeah, I think that's just an exercise that just keeps you uh, no, yeah. never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, what did you make of the the shift between um, the kaiju to the drone Kegers, and I don't really get what happened there because it all
1: kind of like instantly went to shit because your man Charlie Day's character had hacked it or something. Yeah, so I was expecting them to kind of like delve into that a bit more, and then they just did not.
0: Pretty much what happened Dr. Was Newton, by the way, sorry, when Newt and the other doctor uh did the neuro handshake with the a neural link with the kaiju brain in part one. They were saying that pretty much the what were they called? The observers or some shit. Um, what were they called? Um, but precursors. Much, or the precursors, sorry. So the precursors uh pretty much like hacked Newt and were controlling him, and that's why he was like going home and uh, at night and he was like no, nor handshaking with the fucking kaiju brain and shit. So he called Alice. Yeah, he called Alice, and um, so that pretty much uh like pretty much infected him. And then when he was uh, creating all these fucking things that seemed he added some bits of kaiju in there somewhere or something. That's what I'm saying. Like the first story is a much more linear, first he yeah. has a much more linear story. It's like, you've got trauma, I've got trauma, now let's go save the world. Um, whereas this one is like, like oh, I've got trauma, you've got trauma, where I'm also an outsider, you're an outsider, Well, this guy, he got hacked by a fucking precursor from another dimension. And now we got... Kaiju fucking Jaeger cross-hybrid things and like And then we're going to have A, a, a kaiju later that on it That's three kaiju But that kaiju Actually becomes One giant kaiju And Oh it was, what's it What was what? I, like I mean I'm the anime guy I know But I never got into
1: Like with the Gundam series Or anything yeah. like that And is that the one Where like There was a few of those Where it's essentially Three robots Turned into one Super giant robot Almost Power Ranger style And it's like They had the kaijus do it And I was like Yeah uh, yeah Okay
0: Alright okay. Remember those dudes They're like Go for the eyes Which one All of them All of them and Yeah they, yeah, they did, yeah Like immediately <laughs> 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 like pure slow-mo actually man you notice in part two that like in comparison to part one that there's like all the battle scenes are in daylight because uh after part one came out loads of people complained about how nearly all the battle scenes were at night time because they couldn't see the detail of the kaijus or the eggers, and that's why nearly all the battle scenes are you daytime. know what
1: I, I i i there's no point in retroactively lying to the i'm only realizing as you say it yeah like i can picture the fight scenes from the first one, especially seeing the two of them within a 24-hour period. Yeah. But, yeah, I suppose I, I did think it was very bright for the second one, I thought. But, of course, I, I do get it. But, like, sometimes even with high, really high, really great special effects, sometimes that just bit of mystery, you know, like the yeah. eyes coming out from the darkness. Like, I mean, there's no point in losing that. You yeah. could have had the best of all worlds. Yeah. You know, you could have had the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah. I you could have had
1: one battle that was... Later in the evening, or something, I don't know, but it was. You're right, it was very,
0: yeah. I think the thing is, when it's uh, when it's nighttime, it makes up for any kind of frailties in the CGI, yeah. You get away with something at least, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's why a lot of the times they do
1: that, where they're having fighting night and shit. I think these films do teach you, though, and it's only something I've realized in the last year and a half to like podcasts and stuff. You're not, not that I didn't know it at all, but have more of appreciation for it. And that is like special effects isn't just money, it's not like you can give anyone. 50 million dollars and say now great special effects. It is actually talent and mm. time. Yeah. Because we've seen uh She Hulk they, they dropped and everyone was going, The fuck is this? Yeah. like Sonic, yeah, and Sonic. So it's not, it's a huge amount of talent that goes into actually rendering it. And my god, the, there was they're artists, they're,
0: though, like the great they're they're yeah, and the amount
1: of unsung heroes that there are in the kind of the create more creative behind the camera, but not even on the site. Like not even like behind the camera director. No, no, no. Mm. Not 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 on site. Dude, Science, look at the detail certainly. in that image behind the two of us. like look at the, uh, gypsy. Uh, I was and, actually looking at the knuckles. They, they, they like they look the yeah. hydraulics, actually, not that dumbass like me could even comprehend it. Yeah, the hydraulics look right, don't they? They look yeah, like that's everything. What I love was, about it it yeah. looks
0: like something that could be created. Like, exactly. That, yeah, that, that, like I think when you when you weigh off the acres against the, how the transformers were uh, portrayed on screen, that I think the agres look a lot more real world. And I know you can say, Oh, transformers, they're you know they're alien robots or whatever. But I just thought like the way the mechanics looked in Pacific Rim, it looked more like it was actually real world, like nuts and bolts. Like it's, uh, uh, that's one thing I do, do like about it in comparison to Transformers, kind of went for this kind of weird sleek kind looking thing. But it just didn't look right at times, you know, that kind of. way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember like
1: early on, the 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 the, the, the actual transformations looked like it made sense. As in, like, this panel moves for this panel to come in. And later on, they kind of even, like, they stopped giving up on that a little bit. Iron Man was guilty of it a little bit in some of the films, too. Yeah. Where it wasn't, like, the nuts and bolts coming together in a way. It was just very satisfying. But this film seemed to take a lot of these two films, but both took a lot of care Mm. in how, like, it moved when it was running through water versus how it moved when it was running on land. Yeah. And stuff like that like people had these conversations you know like, you look have...
0: at the rain on the back and, and the arm of gypsy avenger look the way it's coming off
1: sorry my cameras reverse yeah just there yeah. even the way it's bouncing off it as it hits it yeah yeah no that's insane detail because it's yeah. not like it's not like oh it's it's actually just a model, a model and no no it's not there at all
0: yeah exactly it's not there at all <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean it's like, that's that's one thing you have to say, like, about this, this movie, like that. Like, the fucking amount of artistry that went into the design of the eggers, or oh, ten, like, and all the eggers look like looked, a full ten, like, and they, they all looked completely, um, unique to one another. All the eggers, all the different yes. designs, like, you know what I mean. The kaijus themselves, that's one, one thing you could say about, like. Uh, the movie lacking in one area or another, but the design of the Kaijus and the Jaegers, man. And that's what I'm there for. Like, if I'm going to go see Pacific Rim, that's what I said to you. I don't care about character development in those movies. I just want to see giant robots fight giant monsters and lots of it like you know what i mean and that's and not only that i want to see it look cool and that's what they did they, they it was cool with the eggers that are sorry with the kaiju that they took real world animals and they kind of meld them uh, melded them together like you'd have like you know what i mean a, a, a gorilla band mixed with something else like or some shit and you'd have like a fucking that thing that ended up having wings and stuff like that where they mixed like a bat with something else yeah that, like that's one thing i loved about it like that they kind of made it look like they could exist in reality, even though it was oh, yeah. so ridiculous. Like it evolved in,
1: in, in circumstances that we couldn't understand, but it, yeah. it still evolved. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like every part of it served a the part. They weren't like, oh, we'll put gigantic tusks on it and then yeah. we'll put, like, no, but like it looked like. You we'll give
0: it 15 arms. But or even something. like just seeing mm-hmm. one
1: thing that it screams and the inside of its mouth, like the reverberations off the root, it seemed to have a low hanging saggy roof of its mouth and it was glowing blue and it spit acid and stuff and it all yeah, just seemed like, like somebody sat down and actually thought about the biology that, that, they, that they're trying to imagine and bring its life and you know between somebody with like literally a pencil and somebody with the most high tech sophisticated software available in the world today it, it would be a fascinating process to see for a film like this. I think it would be the most fascinating aspect
0: of yeah, it. Yeah, I love the way they kind of like, like okay, if these were attacking for a few years, how would they have developed these kaijus to take out Jaegers? Oh, yeah. that's one what, one thing I loved about it. Do you remember when they made the, the coastal wall? They're like, oh, no one's getting through our coastal wall. It broke through <laughs> the coastal wall in under an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they went through that wall like it was nothing. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like that wall was like obviously such a terrible idea. Yeah, of course. They yeah. just laid waste to your cities, dude. They're really good at breaking things made of stone. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like steel. It's stone, strange how like... some
1: people seem to be under the impression that building a fence or a wall is like a thing. Yeah. And it will do a thing.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like they'll just go over it. Dude. Just That's... go over it or under <laughs> yeah. it or. Yeah. Or it's through gigantic, it, yeah. it's a wall. Yeah, it's, it's gigantic. You could probably climb
1: over it with a boost. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, like, safe doors are made of? If you can make, like, one of those that goes all along the coast, then we'll talk.
0: Yeah. Then we'll talk. <laughs> with, like,
1: brick and mortar. Like, you
0: know, just, in fact, like, no. Yeah, oh, man, I just thought that was the fucking dumbest idea. It's like, yeah, let's just put up a wall. That works against giant monsters that have been decimating your own fucking cities. Oh, punch yeah, absolutely. Made out. The same shit, that wall's going to be made out. <laughs> fucking idiots. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know the thing that can take, like, a punch from a gigantic nuclear robot? Yeah. Build wall.
0: Yeah, a wall. Just <laughs> yeah. build wall. Build wall. Yeah. You see the way, like... You, you know,
1: a... I, like, you know, like my look, I'd be, like, in that universe, I'd be one of the pricks who actually ends up building the wall. You yeah, know, I'd be one of the guys who's laying, like, a cylinder block down going... God, this is so fucking stupid.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but like, like... I, I have
0: to do this for the next three years. Yeah. You know, like, they're so confident in the wall, though, It's well. like, uh, let's just decommission all the robots that have been saving our lives. <laughs> all, all of all them. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, come on. It's a wall. Look at the size of our wall. <laughs> like, look at uh, it. Oh my God, it's climbing over it? the wall. <laughs> 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 like, uh, the giant had wings. And
1: the giant monster is breaking through the wall. Nobody. <laughs> could see it coming is the only thing I can console myself with.
0: Yeah, it's like nobody can see it coming because we had a giant wall. One of the things could fly. Right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like Jesus Christ, like the wall. Wall is the worst thing you can use to protect yourself against giant monsters.
1: But you know, do you ever see these things like sometimes like a tweet comes out from like an organization or something or mm. like that Pepsi ad that had Kendall Jenner in it, and you're thinking like this isn't just one part. This isn't just like somebody drunk going tweeting, gone going like something racist or something stupid. Um, it was just like, wow, this, a lot of people okayed this. Like a lot of people okayed this before we got to see it. And the wall in Pacific Rim has to hey, be one of those things.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Like I just, I, sometimes you watch a movie, like how the fuck did that make it to the, the screen? Like, like the wall, like how did nobody just go like, yeah, the wall's a stupid fucking idea. The wall's but, a stupid idea. Yeah. But it's the kind of dumb idea people come up with though, isn't it? Yeah. That's the one oh, thing I was saying. Defense, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, but like, what what did you think of the, the major action sequences? Like, because one thing I loved about um as you said, the opening in part one catches your attention straight away. The, the, the roar and then that fucking firejack screams across the sky the sky? Like, oh, that was that, deadly, man! Fucking awesome uh, scene. But like, I loved the uh, the scene the first time. Just G- Gypsy Danger comes in, and we get to see the fucking sword and the ship sword and all this shit. What did you make of that scene? Where oh. It's like we're analog, gypsies analog. Didn't see that it <laughs> yeah. it coming. it's nuclear. It's nuclear. Yeah. yeah,
1: I did like where they're getting dragged off and the sword comes out, but it kind of comes out like a whip, and then yeah. it's like ting, 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 ting. and then you yeah. just cut that bitch in half. And I was like, yeah, you know. And I'm just sitting there, kind of going, like, I like to think of myself as I enjoy cinema. <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, no, I'm here for it. I'm yeah, fucking they They're the
0: moments that I love about these movies, those fucking really bad badass moments. Again. Oh, yeah. Them, I think, nice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even like, if you feel like they got their physics right sometimes. Again, yeah. a dumb, a
0: say, dumb ass really like worked. me knows
1: not. But you know, like when the, 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 the bat kind of one drops the guy, the, the, yeah. guy, the Jaeger in the first one, gypsy and danger. he's like, we're coming into Gypsy Danger, and we're, we're coming in fa- too fast, and it just lands but the shockwave absolutely decimates cars, obviously windows. That's that's the classic yeah. shattered windows, but it felt right. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Like, I'm, Yeah, I'm... you
0: could feel the weight of the, the egg. Exactly. You, you know, I mean? you could like, feel like... Behind it... you, they would have been dropped in by fucking five or six helicopters. And yeah, exactly. And I don't know, the what, scale of, my, of it is excellent. One of my favorite scenes in part one is, um, do you know, like coming up to the climax where they're trying to get the bomb through? And uh, after the explosion... Um, Is it the first explosion? Uh, Yeah, it is. It's after, uh, oh, what's the name of that fucking, um, it's Idris Elba and the other dude. But what's the name of their Jaeger? Um, Do you know what it's called? Um, Idris Elba's Jaeger. uh, Yeah, the one that, remember, it's actually the two Australian boys Jaegers. But he gets Oh, yeah. The father gets injured or some shit. No, keep on with your point and I'll find it for you. Yeah, no, just one of my favorite shots is where they set off the bomb. They're about to be killed and they set off to buy the, the bomb to bring them with them because they remember they're going to use it The brawler,
1: coyote, coyote, horizon, Romeo, tacit ronin.
0: What the fuck was that?
1: And sure alpha, dude. Did you but, just have a stroke? Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> they were the known Jaegers.
0: No, it was it was different, it was called shadow or something. No, no, yeah, no, no, but anyway. Um, so I just love that scene where they set off the bomb and all the water recedes for a second oh yeah yeah man that fucking scene's awesome You're just gonna have to hang on like that like that's what they do they show you the immensity of the task as well like you said like uh that was saying earlier and it's like the they also show you the immensity of the, the agers and the, the amount of hardship that they can endure before they get destroyed even though the one some of them in part two are just like one guy gets his legs get taken off immediately like like yeah. Jaeger was made out of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but like there is some inconsistencies in that, but like I just love the way it show, like when you have a fucking monstrous thing like Jaeger, like I love when they show how much hardship you can do, you can go underwater, they can fight these fucking creatures on depths of the ocean and shit like that, man. And like I just that's one thing I loved about it was the action. The, the action was good, and that's what I'm there for when I'm going to see Pacific Rim. The action's no good, it's fucking shouldn't exist. Yeah, you know I agree, I mean? with
1: you, Jeff. That's it. And one thing I will not hear about this film is that the action wasn't good. Yeah. I won't hear it. I'm not here for it at all. I mean, it it was entertaining. It was balls out. It was huge scale. And uh, it had a bit of love put into it. You could feel that from it. And again, the the, the physics and the flow and everything felt right. Yeah. Um, Even smarter people than me might not agree and I relent, but like, definitely, definitely, as far as an action film went, I was like, this is a very easy watch. I, you know, when I was watching it, I was kind of going, this is actually fun. I haven't revisited these films. This is actually a lot of fun. And yeah. I have to say, like... I don't know,
0: maybe more Pacific Rings. I don't think there's... I, don't I, think, 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 there's, with. I think there's a, a TV series on Netflix, uh, animated one.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm not but, even sure if I've seen it.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, I, but I just think, like, with the, the aesthetics of these uh, movies, I want to see them in live action. Like, I just... the the look of Diego is something that you don't get to see every day. Like, like, this is how a Transformer should have looked on screen. Like, you know what I mean? The moving parts, the real world nature of it. Like, that's one thing I love about these movies, man, that the, the monsters and the robots, they're so out of this world and they're so outlandish, whatever the fuck. But still, in the end of the day, they look like they can exist in reality. And I think when you're creating something that's so fucking unreal, that he should try and encapsulate, encapsulate some sort of sense of reality into it. And that's what I think Pacific Rim did really well in its uh, Jaeger design and its Kaiju design that encapsulated some sort of reality into both of them. And it looked like they could actually exist in the real world, even though the scope of scale is fucking, you know, unimaginable. What do you think, motherfucker? Yeah,
1: absolutely. They actually took, I don't know, they, they took it and they made it work. And when you can take something that's that out there. Yeah. And make it work you have to respect it and I'm not saying it's not silly at times of course it's silly at times I know I think everybody on the cast and crew would say yeah it's silly at times of course it is yeah but at the same time we tried to take this story this outlandish story and this is what Hollywood is supposed to do when it's at its best just yeah. just make it fun and bring it to the to, to the population and make it feel real and they had a good cast and it didn't hit all the notes again the chemistry was off of course but um, all in all, I think two really entertaining films. And if they were the only films you were watching, you'd get so bored so quick. But well, why yeah. not have them there in the mix when you need to like, when you need to just wind down. You yeah. could do a lot worse than a Pacific
0: Rim. you really oh, good. Oh, 100%. I don't, I don't think we get enough of these kind of movies. Cause like, that's I what don't, I mean. It's yeah. popcorn fair, but it's not so fucking stupid. It hurts. Yeah, exactly. Like the second Michael
1: Bay f- fucking Transformers. Like, it hurt. It physically hurt me.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like It's like uh, that like we got five or six Transformers movies and we only get two Pacific Rims. Like it, I know Transformers has legacy built in from the, the cartoons and the toys and all this shit, but Pacific Rim, like you can say what you want. It has way more fucking originality about it. Both of these movies are way more originality than any Transformer movies. And like, that's the thing. Like if you have something like Transformers that has all of that shit going into it, all that stuff that you can grow off of and build off of and they failed, and we got six Transformers movies or whatever. If you want to include Bumblebee, that like I think it's insane that we only have two Pacific Rim movies, considering Agreed. how much more there is yeah. to give from these worlds. Because
1: I just don't think it made quite the bank, and I wish they had met more. Because yeah, when you're watching it, was like yeah, I could have done another one of these. I gave up on Transformers after one.
0: Yeah, like I've but seen oh, all oh. the Transformers movies. I can't help myself, but like I'm saying, like but I if I had a choice to watch Pacific Rim or Transformers, I'd watch Pacific Rim. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, and that's, that's the thing. Like, I just think they did more with far less than the, all of the Transformers movies. And still, they don't get a third movie or fourth movie. Like, and I don't think, I don't know if, like, I'd like to see it on just the Netflix because these kind of movies with the scope and scale that they're creating in, that they need to be on the big screen at least uh, when they come out on release. So even though Netflix took the miniseries or whatever, the TV series, I'd still hope that all the live action Pacific Rim stuff Stays on the big screen because when you have a movie like Pacific Rim, Jurassic Park, or Godzilla, or Transformers, they need to exist on the big screen at first, I think, so people can appreciate the scale of the story they're trying to tell. What do you think, Noah, before we get to go here?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I, I kind of like sometimes something has a lore and that just lends itself to success. And I suppose when you're coming into something like uh, Transformers, it's huge and there's got a lot of People who grew up on it and stuff like that. Pacific Rim really doesn't kind of instantly tap into that base. But uh, for me, that's a shame. I, I definitely think for uh, absolutely overall value and love and being a little bit more grounded or just having a human element, I think I go Pacific Rim all day. And, you know, I think if things were done right, we'd have at least three, not six, not seven, not spin offs, nothing like that, but a trilogy. Yeah. 100%. I think it deserved
0: it. Yeah. And actually, looking at it, put Shia Buff in Pacific Rim. Instead, of Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, like take Ch- uh, Shia Buff out Transformers and put him in Pacific Rim, and you got a way better movie, I think. Yeah, true enough. Actually, you know what I mean. I honestly think Shia LaBeouf's probably the better actor of the two as well. Like, and that's just my, that's just my opinion. But when you see the fucking shit Shia Buff, and, and there's do,
1: never any, there's never any, you know, drama with Shia LaBeouf. He just gets yeah, the yeah, job exactly. done.
0: He's a good company, man. So like, just bring him in; he'll one hundred percent get the job done. He's not tormented or tortured by his past at all. <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen even Stephen.
1: I would yeah, be exactly. With
0: that too. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. So, no, do you have anything else you want to say about Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim: Uprising?
1: Watch it. The, the world is a mess. Sometimes you need to switch off from it. And if you do, if you need to just switch off from everything for a while and get absorbed by your world it does not affect you in any way and is silly enough, yeah, entertaining enough, and not as not so full of bullshit that you kind of just disengage with it, yeah. I would recommend Pacific Rim. It's the right amount of bad, the right amount of good, and just a touch of great.
0: Mm, very well done. I love it. <laughs> no, but like, uh, like, I just think like at the moment, we have a lot of reboots and we have a lot of like expansion on pre-existing universes, a lot of sequels. I just think when you have a world that's so unique, and it's got so much more left to give. Yeah,
1: when they try to do something yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's completely different. It's like yeah. It is I wish there was different. scope for that.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: You, you know what I mean? I just think that like people need to understand or appreciate that. Sometimes it's cool to have something that's completely different, and we should give it a bit more love when it's in the cinema, so we can actually see more and more and more of these films. Because, Agreed. Like I think Pacific Rim in another time, if you don't have the MCU, don't get me wrong, I love the MCU, but if you don't have the MCU, I think Pacific Rim at least gets a trilogy because yeah. you would have more people being drawn to. Oh it, hell's yeah. yeah! Oh hell's yeah! Unless less spoiled
1: in that certain way of population, definitely.
0: Yeah. So, like, do you have anything else you want to say? Or we get the fuck out here. No, dude? I think we're good to get the fuck out of here, man. All right. Cool. So I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, John Tui. That was Dark Side of the Moon. That was our first episode of Kai uh, Kai July. And that was Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim Uprising. See you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Peace. Before I go, wrap your ears around this. Ready for it. I'm a god. You're a madman. This is the word of Dark Side. Woo! Peace.